0: So it's during deep sleep that the glymphatic system gets activated. And when it does, we are able to clear out all of the toxins that accumulate during the day.
1: Hey everybody. Emily Abadi here coming to you from the AG studio. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle. A wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. Today, I am so, so amped to be bringing you my conversation with Louisa Nicola. She's a clinical neuroscientist, a high performance coach and host of the Neuro Experience Podcast. Let me tell you, I was blown away chatting with her. This episode is one of two that I have in the pipe featuring Louisa and her outrageous expertise. You want to talk to someone who is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to what is going on in our minds, how the brain operates, how we can level up our regular performance. And she is the real deal. Now for this week's hurdle moment, we are focusing on the glymphatic system. Now I'm not sure if this is a term or something that you have heard about before, but today you are going to learn all about it. Essentially, what it is is a waste clearance pathway in the brain in place of lymphatic vessels. I know that sounds a little inside baseball, but we break it down today. The lymphatic system is dedicated to drain away soluble waste proteins and metabolic products basically it is responsible for helping us not feel foggy when we wake up and no surprise louisa gets into the how the why and all the particulars in today's episode in a way that is really digestible and easy to understand i know a lot of the time when we get a little sciencey on the show, that can be difficult. But when you are as in the loop and well-versed as this woman, it, it comes naturally. Trust me, this is an episode that you really want to pay attention to. It will drastically impact your everyday functioning, your everyday betterment. And I literally went back and listened to this audio and took notes after Louisa left the studio. So I'm amped to be able to bring you all this good information. Also wanna make sure to highlight how much I would appreciate it. It would literally mean the world if you would ask me a listener question. You don't need to create a podcast to have your voice featured on the podcast. You can just ask me a question and I will check off this big life bucket list moment for you. (laughs) To ask me a question, leave me a voice message and have it answered in an upcoming episode. Just click on over to the show notes. No topic is off limits and I would be happy to give you my feedback. Make sure you're also following along with Hurdle over on social, it's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And with that, Let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Louisa Nicola. She is a clinical neuroscientist, a high performance coach, also, host of the Neuro Experience Podcast. How you doing today? I am so excited to be here. I'm doing really,
0: really good. Oh, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love it. It's it's the sun, isn't it? It actually is. I'm uh, I, I'm one of those people who gets affected by the sun, like yeah. in a positive way. I'm from Australia, so I don't do well with New York City at all <laughs> and its weather restrictions. How long have you been living in New York? I made the move in 2017. Okay. Mm.
1: and now as you sit here and you feel really really good on a day like
0: today how do you feel about that I just can't believe that I live here actually I was um I was just talking to somebody at IBM and we were literally texting and he's uh one of the VPs and I was just thinking to myself how am I talking and texting with a VP of uh at IBN, and it was just you know it's just like this place is magical
1: it is well i mean you literally like walk down the street and run into people all of the time that like are the next great thing yeah as as are we the mm. next the next <laughs> great thing well i'm so excited to have you in here today this is going to be one of two episodes so grateful for us to be able to collaborate in this way and today first and foremost we are going to be talking about the glymphatic system. Mm-hmm. Now, before you tell us what that is, yeah. why it's important, what we need to know, I feel as though you should give us just a little bit of a taste of understanding your background because saying the word, oh,
0: just a neuroscientist, <laughs> it's kind of fancy. And uh, Well, thank you. No, it's um. look, I, I study the brain. Whenever you hear the word neuroscientist, it's like brain scientist and so I went to school I studied medicine at Sydney University and you know the dream was to go and be a physician go and be a doctor and then in year 2 I was fascinated by the brain I fell in love with it and I knew that I was just going to dedicate my entire life to it in any way shape or form so went through my degree went into internship and during my internship I did a lot on neurophysiology And that is, have you ever seen in those movies where you put a cap on your head and there's all these electrodes coming out of your brain? Mm -hmm. So that's called an EEG. And what you do is it assesses the brainwave activity. So it assesses the functionality of your brain. And that was remarkable to me. So I started studying that. I started studying epilepsy, what's happening during the brain during epilepsy. And then I went into concussions and that's how I got into the NFL because I was figuring out what happens if you get hit, what happens to the functionality of the brain? And I really started to dissect that. And that was actually how I went into uh, where I am now into elite sport because to me, our brain comes first. It is everything. It dictates our movements, our thoughts, where we are, our reality. And I thought, if I can put this cap on everybody's brain, I'd be able to really understand how well their brain is functioning. So neuroscientists go through, they pick any area in the in the central nervous system or in the peripheral nervous system, and they study that. And I went into studying neurophysiology, which is literally the functioning of the brain. Kind of snazzy. Yeah, and that's where sleep actually comes in because if you go and do a sleep study, you have to go in to, it's called a PSG, a sleep study, you go into a lab and they hook up these electrodes, they hook them up to your eyes, to your face, and that essentially is neurophysiology.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. So this is such an impressive career path. Fast forward for me a little bit. You did your studying in Australia. And now again, you mentioned living here in yeah. New York. So what brought you to New York?
0: Oh, you know what? It's such a weird, uh, something really weird happened to me. I um, One of my professors way back when his name is Andy Walsh he was in 2016 he was the head of high performance at Red Bull and we were on the phone and he was like one of my mentors and he said you should come to the Red Bull high performance camp in Malibu i had never stepped foot in in a, in in america i was like okay i will i will get on a flight and i will come for <laughs> a week and i went there and it was the most incredible experience i was around the best athletes in the world. And it was a three day experience. And these athletes were talking to me. And one of them, and I won't say who he was a, um, is a Formula One driver. And he said, can you do something with me and, and work on my mind and my brain just to try and get me ready? And I was like, um, sure. I was like, America's a weird place, but I'll do that. <laughs> and I did. And I worked with him for about an hour and a half. And he put me on Instagram. And 2016, Instagram wasn't what it was like now. So he put me on Instagram saying, I just worked with Louisa, this girl from Australia and everything blew up. And I literally was people like all through California were like, can I come and see your professional boxers, etc." And my, my day, I was meant to just be here for a week. I was getting booked down and inundated with all of these one-on-one sessions, which led to me staying for two weeks. And then somebody in New York City and I'm going to say her name because she changed my life um Jaws she's a boxing instructor Mm -hmm. for Rumble she reached out to me she's like hey look I found you on Instagram I'd love for you to come and um come to New York City and do a workshop with us so I went to New York and I never went home.
1: And I never went home. Mm. Wow, that is insane. Well, we will definitely get into this. If you're listening to this in chronological order, we'll get into this in next Monday's episode when we (laughs) dive into all the ins and outs of how you got to here today. But what we are going to do in this specific episode, like I said, talk about the glymphatic system. So you mentioned the importance of sleep. Can I tell you, I've been going to bed at like eight o'clock
0: lately. I've seen on, on your regularly. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? When do you go to sleep? I tr- lights out at Neuro Athletics, which is my company, is ten PM. <laughs> lights lights out, out of my company. Yeah. Lights <laughs> out. And that's for all of my all of my athletes. It's lights out. And the funny thing is I track them on the back end so they can't lie to me.
1: Oh, wow. This is intimidating. Yeah. Why don't we kick things off here by you explaining to us what the lymphatic system is? Yeah.
0: So you've heard of the lymphatic system. Right. We go and get lymphatic massages. And we knew, you know, before 20 years ago, we knew, okay, go and get a lymphatic massage because it kind of moves around the lymph, the fluid in your body and detoxifies you. 20 years ago, neuroscientists, they discovered that the brain has a lymphatic system. And that is wonderful because they found out that, oh, if our brain has a lymphatic system, that means we can clear away the waste products that accumulate during the day. Waste products such as environmental toxins, waste products such as alcohol or different things that you eat, some of the bad things that you eat, it gets built up in your, in your brain. And they just realized, wow, what happens is this lymphatic system actually activates and it clears out all of the debris. They called it the glymphatic system because we have particular neurons in the brain. Okay, so neurons are nerve cells, and there is one particular one called glial cells, and it actually comes from the Greek word glue. And what happens is when you when this system activates, they basically clear out a pathway for your cerebral spinal fluid to wash through them, okay? And it goes out and it clears out your brain. There is only really one way to activate this system. It doesn't, it's not just on right now. It has to be activated and it activates during N3 stage of sleep, okay? And that's powerful, all right? So if we know that there is this system that gets activated during deep sleep, just uh for everybody listening we've got four stages of sleep we've got stage 1 stage 2 stage 3 and then we've got stage 4 the first three stages of sleep is called non-rem sleep okay non rapid eye movement sleep so as we start to fall asleep we're in light sleep that's n1 we move into n1 we move into n2 stage 2 and then n3 that is our deep Sleep stage. So it's during deep sleep that the glymphatic system gets activated. And when it does, we are able to clear out all of the toxins that accumulate during the day. Now, what happens is people listening are probably like, oh, that's great. You know, we just can, you know, drink what we want, eat what we want, and it just gets cleared out. However, have you ever woken up in the morning, you've kind of felt like groggy, and it's like foggy in the morning like you get brain fog? Never.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish the answer was never of course of course.
0: And this is either because of what you've eaten or you know how well you've slept what happens is sometimes we actually don't activate these stages of sleep. Sometimes we go to bed and we don't activate stage N3 or we don't activate REM sleep. So if we don't activate this deep sleep stage we're not gonna activate that glymphatic system. And if we don't activate that, we're gonna wake up with brain fog. We're gonna wake up with not the mental clarity that we want. Does right. that make sense?
1: Yes, it makes sense. So the natural next question is how can we assure that we engage this phase three of sleep?
0: Well, okay, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because we're, you know, first of all, we can optimize just like we do in our daily life. But let's talk about what blocks REM sleep and what blocks your deep sleep. So many things block it. First of all, lighting. Okay, we've heard of that. Light blocks your sleep. It basically, any form of light, whether it's coming from the computer, the TV, the sun, it tells your body and your brain that you're awake. So we don't want that because if your brain says you're awake, it's going to keep you awake. So it's not going to get you into deep sleep or REM sleep. That's the first thing. One of the biggest things that blocks you from having a really good night's sleep is alcohol. And I know we've heard of that before. But if you look at alcohol, the active ingredient in alcohol is ethanol. Ethanol is a sedative. So you basically, every time you drink, you're knocking yourself out. You're not really sleeping. So that is blocking you from getting into these sleep stages. Um, So once we know that, okay, There's certain medications which we won't go into. Caffeine can obviously block you as well. How can we assure that we are getting into these deep sleep stages? First and foremost, you want to have a regular sleep routine. Your brain likes to be consistent, which is why lights out is 10 p.m. So sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time every day if you can. taking
1: a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsors. First up, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't, which means a lot of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk. That means no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS when you sweat, the primary electrolyte that you lose is sodium. In fact, athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. And when that sodium is not replaced, it is common to experience things like muscle cramps and fatigue. This is exactly why I lean into element on the regular, especially when I'm heading out for long runs, long bike rides it gives me the essentials that I need, the electrolytes that are necessary to perform at my best. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack. All you've got to do is pay $5 shipping. Head on over to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com hurdle to get yours today. Again, that is drinklmnt.com hurdle. Also wanna give some love to my friends at Whoop. Now, I've been wearing my Whoop strap since April 2019 and I am obsessed. Whoop4.0 is a personalized digital fitness and health coach that quantifies the impact of your daily behaviors on recovery, sleep, and health. Whoop offers a 24 seven fitness and health membership that includes the screenless distraction-free wearable, a coaching platform designed to optimize your behavior and access to a community of high performers. There's even a hurdlers whoop group. I will link to that in the show notes so that you can be a part of this community. So many people geeking out myself included over the awesome data that we are provided with on the regular from this simple strap. One of my favorite features is that WHOOP gives me a sleep score every single morning that's based on my sleep performance. A measure of how I actually sleep gets compared to the sleep my body actually needs. Now with the question, how does WHOOP know how much sleep I need? Well, that's because WHOOP is smart as hell. And it looks at the whole picture of everything my body goes through in a day, like my heart rate variability, resting heart rate and respiratory rate. Then it crunches those numbers into a recovery score, which tells me how hard I can push my body the next day. I'm telling you this thing full of helpful takeaways that help me perform at my best. Whoop is offering hurdlers 15% off their whoop membership. Just head on over to join.whoop.com and use the code hurdle15 at checkout to get 15% off. Again, that is join.woop.com Use the code hurdle15 at checkout to get 15% off any Whoop membership and a free Whoop 4.0 strap today. So the follow-up question to that is a lot of people may feel as though they can continue with consistent bed and wake times during the week but that shifts a little bit on the weekend would mm. you say it's detrimental to sleep in on the weekend or would you say an extra hour or so isn't going to make that much of a difference
0: an extra hour or so isn't that much of a difference and I always say over consume rather than under consume I actually put up on my Instagram there was a wonderful study that was done in a really high stringent journal around six months ago and they Basically, concluded that you cannot overindex on sleep. So, you can't get, you can't overdose, hmm. but you can. It is very detrimental for you if you underdose. So, I, I always say overindex on sleep. In saying that as well, uh, it's really important to know that you sleep is not like a bank, there's no debt that you can pay back. So, if you sleep six hours this week, You can't go and repay that next week and just say, well, I'll just sleep, you know, 12 hours. You can't do that. You've lost it. That's it. Gone. Move on. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's keep talking about other ways that we can optimize our sleep. You can stop consuming caffeine from 12 PM onwards, Mm -hmm. Um, regardless of medications. Obviously, you know, you have to talk to your physician for that. You can minimize alcohol. I never say to anybody completely get rid of alcohol because that's really, you know, people like to enjoy a wine here and there. Um, But what the science says is if you can have your alcohol early in the day, I'm not promoting day drinking either, (laughs) (laughs) then that would be the best for your sleep cycles. Um, And then there's a really important one that I want to talk about. And that is temperature. So we know that in order to fall asleep and stay asleep, our core body temperature needs to drop at least two degrees. So if we really want to be getting into those sleep stages, we need to look at minimizing the temperature or, you know, doing something where you are getting cold at night. So for me, I sleep on a temperature-controlled mattress. Um, The only other way is if you've got somebody literally, you know, icing you down during the night because it's it's not the same if you have the thermostat or the air conditioning down. So Messing around with your temperature and your cold body temperature is a real big thing.
1: That's interesting, right? Because I also sleep on like a temperature controlled mattress topper. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with that said, I recognize that like this is something that could be a luxury and certainly can come with an expense. So for someone who may be wanting to take more ownership over the temperature regulation for their sleep routine Mm -hmm. and doesn't have access to something like that, I'm sure that One could lean into something like wearing certain fabrics that are much more breathable to bed, being smart about what types of either a comforter or a blanket or switching those up depending on the season. And then to your point about the thermostat, all of those are perhaps a little bit more accessible when it comes to gauging that temperature and getting in between the sheets.
0: Absolutely. And also looking at things that raise your body temperature, such as eating. You shouldn't be going to sleep unless you've eaten three hours before. So always say, have that window drinking, that raises your core body temperature. So these types of things can really help as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about room temperature being very important, being Mm -hmm. considerate about when we're eating and when we're drinking in Mm -hmm. proximity to that bedtime. What else is something that we should take into consideration when it comes to seeking out that phase three deep
0: sleep? That deep sleep. So let me just tell you the difference between REM Okay, so REM stands for rapid eye movement, and that's because when you go into a sleep lab, what we see is that you've got these the EEG spits out these horizontal, uh, I would say, waves on you when it reads from your eyes. So basically, you are completely paralyzed during REM sleep, but your brain is awake. Okay, you're ticking. Whereas with deep sleep it's not the same, okay? With deep sleep, so many things happen, okay? We've got the release of a lot of hormones such as IGF. So a lot of things happen during deep sleep. It's not just glymphatic system. You get these hormones that are really responsible for protein synthesis, rebuilding the muscle repair. So you really, really want to be optimizing for that. Mm-hmm. So when I said to you that these things block it, it's really imperative that we we understand what it's useful for i think that education you know trumps everything so if we know that we're working out and i know a lot of your listeners are fitness enthusiasts if they're working out a lot then we really want to optimize for this and if you really want to optimize for this you really want to be like i said minimizing drinking watching what you eat caffeine temperature control slowing down the mind is a big one okay so a lot of my clients i work of ov- i work as well in the hedge fund space and they just Go, 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 24-7. So their brain is so active. And they say to me, Louisa, I'm really tired, but I can't quiet my mind down. So it takes them a lot of time. It's called sleep latency, the time that it takes you to fall asleep. It takes them a lot of time. So I tell them, you know, you may want to supplement with GABA. And GABA stands for gamma-aminobutyric acid. It's our chief inhibitory neurotransmitter. So inhibitory, so it inhibits the action of your neurons firing. So it helps your mind calm down. So that's one thing we put in place. And then something that I've started to do to calm my mind down is I've stopped replying to emails and Instagram and things like that from 8 p.m. onwards. Yep. Um, And I just want to touch on one more thing and that is light exposure. So we have these things called retinal ganglion cells. And every time they sense light from the sun, it sends a message to this area in the brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Say
1: that five times fast. Yeah,
0: Uh, (laughs) it's crazy. Um, But that signals to the brain you're awake, so it releases cortisol. And at night, once we've been up for 12 hours, they're really susceptible. So any form of light can activate this and signal to your brain, I'm awake. Let's run away from the lion. So you've got, you're really not calming yourself down. So how do we do this? I wish you could come into my apartment. It looks like a a lab. Um, (laughs) You can do this by getting rid of the overhead lighting, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: wearing blue light blocking goggles, glasses, if you can, and maybe doing some floor lighting, okay? Because these ganglion cells are actually at the bottom half of your retina. So Mother Nature created this because when we walk outside, the sun, the solar angle of the sun comes down and activates them. People aren't watching us right now, but it activates (laughs) them from above. So if you've got the overhead lighting coming from above, it's Mm -hmm. going to activate them. So Mm -hmm. you can minimize that by putting lighting on the floor.
1: I love hearing that. You know, it's funny. The uh the apartment I live in now doesn't have overhead headlighting in two of the rooms. And I'm sure this is not the reason, but they clearly did me a favor. Yeah. They <laughs> did go. me a favor. Yeah. For someone who is really implementing all of these strategies. They're working their damn hardest to get the best quality sleep possible. If they do wake up every now and again and do have that brain fog, maybe they didn't get as much of that stage three, phase three as they had been hoping for, is there anything that they can do next day to help alleviate some of that?
0: Yeah, so first and foremost, hydrate. We really underestimate hydration, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about this more, but Hydrating not just with water, hydrating with electrolytes. Your brain literally runs on sodium and potassium. So getting electrolytes and just flooding your system with that, that's the first thing. Second thing is the moment that you first see sunlight, and I'm not talking about from inside an apartment because windows actually attenuate the sun. So you have to go outside and see sunlight. And the moment that you do that, you start your body and brain starts to calm down 12 hours after that so i would say go straight outside at 7 a.m you know and get as much natural sunlight as you can and then working on ways to minimize your brain functioning at from about 8 p.m onwards that night because you're really i always say you're optimizing for sleep the night before Mm -hmm. so the way you sleep You wake up, okay, and if you go into that cycle, and we see this so often, you know, if you have some sleep deprivation the night before due to alcohol, you wake up, you don't feel good, and then you end up falling asleep maybe earlier that night, and then you wake up earlier, and it's just a mess. So it's this cycle. So to break the cycle, you just have to do what Mother Nature says, and it's literally just clearing out your system, drinking as much water as you can, decompressing 8 p.m. onwards.
1: So much to learn here. And so interesting. Again, the glymphatic system, not something that we're talking about all the time, but super critical to us performing the oh, best yeah. that we can on a regular basis. So excited that we were able to sit down and talk about this. How do the
0: hurdlers follow along with you? How do they keep up with you? Give me your details. Well, we have a, we have a great newsletter that goes out every week on this. Um, but if you just go to my Instagram, Louisa Nicola, you'll see in the uh, in the bio there, there is a link to everything
1: beautiful i'm over at emily body and at hurdle podcast another hurdle conquered catch you guys next time